0: Hello, hello, it's Checking Out the Competition, Vegas Golden Knights edition, and this time we are joined by Jeff Paul, who covers the team for the Hockey Buzz website. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, yeah, so I was just saying before, as I say before every single one of these for a Western Conference team, that I know fuck all about the Vegas Golden Knights because I don't pay attention to the West because I'm a bad hockey fan, and also I go to bed early. So... Give me kind of like a Spark Notes general bullet points rundown of the Golden Knights season so far.
1: The Golden Knights season so far has been confusing. That's the best word I would use to describe it. They're a very good team, a whole bunch of top end talent on the team. You look at their roster and you can see that they have good players, but for much of the season, they've underachieved. They're starting to, you know, ramp it back up. They're starting to play to their ability. But early on, it was a bit of a struggle. You know, they were up and down, up and down, which isn't good with how tight the Pacific Division has been. And right now they're actually ramping back up. They're playing some of the best hockey they've played all season. So they are a team that's on the upswing. And with their talent, sky's the limit.
0: Yeah, I'm just like looking here. It's interesting to me. Um, they're well in a playoff spot in the West and that is an underachievement for you. (laughs) I guess that's what it's like to have a really good hockey team. Wild
1: stuff. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because you can see games where, and you know, the general lip service that you get out of professional athletes and coaches is we just need to play our game. We need to play our, our game, but the golden Knights, it really kind of rings true because when they're not skating, when they're not moving their feet constantly, when they're not the faster team, they really struggle and that's why they are so close to some of the other teams in the Pacific Division. You know, the Coyotes are right there with them. Yeah. Even Vancouver's up there with them. And there's there's some teams that they really struggle against and it's usually the faster teams. So when the Golden Knights are skating, when they're when they're imposing themselves physically, that's when they really let their talent shine and they run away with games. But They've admittedly been a little slow and and a little inconsistent for their liking. Their talents really carried them through.
0: Speaking of talent, um, just kind of looking at the stats for you guys right now, Max Pacioretty is leading the team in points, followed very closely by Mark Stone, who is of course one of the best players in hockey, regardless of how many people talk about him or not. Um, and it looks like it's he's kind of on pace for a career year this season. So what has been driving Max Pacioretty's success so far?
1: Well, there's a couple things that are leading to Patch's success. Uh, playing alongside Mark Stone's probably the Can't biggest hurt, right? one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I could get a couple goals playing with Mark Stone. He's just so good at everything. But what Max Pacioretty seemed to add this season He's a lot quicker. He just looks physically better this season. So it's making a lot of us wonder if he had some kind of lingering injury last year. And the Golden Knights are very, very, very tight to the chest with everything regarding injury. So we'll never know. But Pacioretty just looks good. He just looks better. He looks healthier. He looks faster. Everything. I mean, even in the preseason, he came out laying hits, huge hits in preseason games. And it's like, whoa, who's this guy? I mean, it was very apparent to see why he was the captain in Montreal for so many years. And he just looks like that solid all-around player. He's been good in his own end. And offensively, he's made some really surprising passes where it's like, hold on, I thought Max was a goal scorer. He just shoots. He's a good shooter. But he had a pass a couple days ago behind the net where Mark Stone had the easiest goal of his life because Pacioretty kind of faked a wraparound and sent the pass back on his backhand behind the back, and Mark Stone just tapped it in. But little plays like that are where Max has been standing out. He's adding a lot more playmaking to his game this season, and that mixed with just how physically good he looks is just you know the major difference from last year that I've seen.
0: So one of the things I wanted to touch on a little bit, just because it's something that really jumped out at me when I was looking over some stuff, Um, looking at shot heat maps pretty much for this team so far, um, they do not mess around in the offensive zone. There are not a lot of shots from the outside. Um, It looks like everything is coming either from the top of the left circle, the bottom of the right circle, or directly in front of the goaltender. So. It seems like everything they're doing, it's not only that they're getting shots, they're getting super high quality shots. And obviously, that's something that's going to come from having high end offensive talent like the Golden Knights have. But how big of a part would you say that Gerard Gallant's coaching plays in how this team succeeds?
1: So that's a little bit of a tricky question to answer because the past two seasons, more so last year, the Golden Knights were... Very reliant on point shots, and you know exactly what that's like being a Flyers (laughs) flyer's person. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it was way too much from the point. And they've got guys like Shay Theodore and Nate Schmidt who can really bring it from the blue line. And last year, Colin Miller has, you know, just an insane slap shot. He's in Buffalo now. But this season, it looks like there's been a little bit more effort to, you know, look for that guy in the faceoff circle. Ready, look for uh, Stone, Riley Smith, March and so, guys like that. They're kind of posting up in those those low face-off circles and looking for, you know, higher quality shots. And although this season they're kind of tight to the rest of the division, it's very easy to see that they're getting higher quality chances. Goalies are still standing on their heads against the Golden Knights more often than not, um, but... It has been a more concerted effort to get lower. And, and Galant's strategy is always to forecheck, forecheck, forecheck. Skate as hard as you can. You know, he's a very aggressive-minded coach. It's, it seems like more of a simple system that he likes to run. But mm-hmm. he just wants guys skating, forechecking. And that's actually been translating into more offense this year where they're creating off of the forecheck as opposed to just going in there and banging bodies and kicking it out to the blue line.
0: Okay, I want to talk about defense a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of looking at ice time, it seems like Nate Schmidt, um, McNabb, I wanted to say Donovan Donovan McNabb, but that's not correct, (laughs) Brayden McNabb, (laughs) and uh, Shea Theodore are kind of the top three guys for the Golden Knights on defense this season so far. Um, How does the defense look generally?
1: Generally, the defense is a bit of a question mark. Those three guys you mentioned are pretty much a perfect breakdown of your Three prototypical defensemen. Braden McNabb's your stay-at-home guy. You know he, he plays very physically. Nate Schmidt's kind of the perfect blend of a good two-way defenseman, where he'll jump up in the play and he won't have to worry about being caught because Braden McNabb's back there helping him out. And then Shea Theodore is just so gifted offensively that I truly believe he could play wing. But after oh, wow. those three, after those three, it's really kind of a scary drop-off. Mm. You've got you've got Derek Englund, who's you know a great face for the city and being connected to Las Vegas before you know the the shooting back in 2017 and when the team came in, it was just a real emotional time. And England's kind of been the poster boy, you know, kind of a rallying point for the team just because of his Vegas roots. And I feel like he gets a little too much play based off of that. Gallant seems to love his penalty killing and his defensive abilities, but there are nights where Derek England stands out as, you know, a bit of a weak spot on the defense. Then they've also got Nick Holden, who was a healthy scratch about half of last season, and he's been playing a whole bunch. And John Merrill's just a pretty solid, you know, second or third pair defenseman. He's not going to give you anything too special, but he's just solid in his job. But this team, I feel like, would be better suited bringing up some of the younger guys. They have Nick Haig up here, who's been a healthy scratch the last couple games. But he's a bigger guy, and he uses his range very well defensively. Mm -hmm. And then offensively, he's got a very hard slap shot. He's got good instincts. And it seems like the Golden Knights like to go with the older veteran defensemen just because they trust them a little bit more. But there are some very good defensemen in the pipeline that they should probably be getting a look at.
0: And continuing with the back end, Marc-Andre Fleury appears to be continuing to play very well for the Golden Knights, despite the fact that he is starting to get super old. Um, How's the goaltending looked so far for you guys?
1: Well, Marc-Andre Fleury, when he plays, he's solid. He's only had maybe one or two games where he's looked off of his game. But... It's insane what that guy's still doing at the age he is, how many games he's got on his body. It's it's incredible to see what he's doing. I believe he's already wrapped up save of the year in the Toronto Maple Leafs game. I don't know if you saw that one, but he looked like a shortstop, maybe like for a Philadelphia reference, he looked like Jimmy Rollins diving at a ball, making a throw over there. But Marc-Andre Fleury is still freakishly athletic for his age and for how active he's been in his career. And it's just insane to watch. You know, he, he has that ability to steal games and really carry the Golden Knights to a win.
0: So if you were scouting for the Flyers and you were taking a look at a team with the offense that the Golden Knights have, how would you advise the Flyers to try and win this game? Like, what is the hole that they can exploit on the Golden Knights?
1: So I don't think the Golden Knights have a hole per se, but where a team like the Flyers could probably be best suited is trying to match them physically as far as playing the body, as far as keeping your feet going. If you don't take the game to the Golden Knights, they really start to impose on you with their speed and with their aggression and just how how active they are in the offensive zone and on the forecheck. So it's it's always important for the defense to make a good first pass. But with the Golden Knights, it's even more important because of how aggressively they check. Mm -hmm. so that would be the one area that when the golden knights are when people really bring the game to the golden knights when they try to match them for this like match their speed that's when teams have success so the flyers specifically would be best suited you know trying to clog up the trying to clog up the golden knights breakout because that's where the golden knights are a little bit more vulnerable because They've got two really good puck movers on the on the blue line, but the other four aren't known for their passing. They aren't known for their skating. So if the Flyers could get in on the forecheck, that could really kind of thwart the Golden Knights a little bit and, and make it more of a struggle. And they won't be able to get their attack going as fluidly as they want.
0: Okay, so this next thing is something that only I might care about, but I'm going to ask you anyway because I genuinely am curious. So the Flyers have had an issue for this entire season with uh, slow starts in the first period. Their first periods have been generally terrible, but for the most part, they've been able to overcome them, especially at home. On the road, and on this road trip specifically, the slow starts have really killed them. They're getting into holes very quickly, and they just can't dig their way out for whatever reason. They're crap on the West Coast. Do the Golden Knights generally come out swinging or are they a slow start too?
1: I don't think there's any, you know, any skew one way or the other with the Golden Knights. For them, overall, they've been, like I said earlier, they've been kind of inconsistent in their results. And when they're playing well, they come out quick and they come out skating and you can kind of see what kind of night it's going to be for the Golden Knights. So... Mm -hmm. It's really hard to tell if it's really hard to say that is uh, if they're slow starters, if they're fast starters, because we've really seen both versions of the team throughout the season. Generally, they start quick. Generally, they're pretty aggressive right out of the gate. And Gallant does like to get that fourth line on the ice with Ryan Reeves and William Carrier just running around trying to hit anything that moves.
0: Yeah. So he really
1: uses them to try to set a tone. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm I'm wondering uh I'm wondering about that fourth line against the Flyers. I don't I don't know how it's going to go. We don't really have any uh I don't know if they're going to dress Chris Stewart. It seems super unlikely that they would. That seems really dumb to me, but I could totally see an NHL coach dressing Chris Stewart just because Ryan Reeves is going to be on the ice, but I don't know. I guess we'll see, but I yeah, I do worry about that fourth line just because it is so tough and also not terribly bad at hockey Um, it worries me how the flyers who appear to be completely gassed on this road trip are going to look against that fourth line but I guess we'll see Um, next thing I want from you is an underrated player that we might not know about but who you think we should keep an eye on
1: so I've actually got two Alex Tuck is my first one and he's probably a little bit more well-known you know he's an East Coast guy uh, being from New York. And he's just a young guy who's, he's six four. He's a big guy. He's got a lot of speed, really good hands uh, for a power forward. He doesn't really use his body, you know, as far as checking, but he does use it very well with the power moves, kind of like uh, Jake Voracek, you know, his patented power move to the net. Alex Tuck does a lot of plays like that. He's very good and not too many people know him because he is so young. And he's, you know, relegated to the third line with how, with how good the Golden Nice top six is. But then another one's William Carrier, who I mentioned with the fourth line. Carrier is insanely quick. He's very aggressive. And the thing that sets him apart is when he's actually thinking about hockey things, when he's thinking about the puck and when he's trying to make plays, he actually gets buzzing in the offensive zone. And you see that translated in the fourth line's numbers. You know, if you look into the into the quote-unquote nerd stats, you see, like, the Golden Knights' fourth line is pretty good throughout the metrics. You know, their in the I think, the 55 or 56 area. And for a fourth line, that's pretty good. And William Carey, I believe, is the real play driver of that line. And he's played up with the third line when people were injured, and he never looks out of place. So William Carey is a guy that I'm always waiting to... Get a big goal or or make something happen at some point in the game. Even though he doesn't kill penalties, he's very good at five on five, and he pops. You notice him when he's on the ice.
0: So I know I know you. I think that you follow the Flyers a bit, right? I think that you're yeah. a little bit. Of I grew, a I grew guy. up back there. Okay, is there anybody you're looking forward to seeing in this game?
1: Uh, on the Flyers end. Yeah. I always like I always like watching Travis Konecny play, just because. He reminds me of myself. He's a bit of a chirper, and he likes to mix it up. And he's got some. And this doesn't remind me of me, but he likes to. Uh, he he, is very talented. You know, he's a good player. But ever since that outdoor game against the Penguins, and watching the uh, what did they call it? The Wired, where they did the mics oh, on yeah. Travis Konecny. That was just pure yeah. gold.
0: So would... I always
1: like watching him. What a delight. <laughs>
0: um. Okay, what else? I don't think I have anything else to ask you. Yeah, no, I think we've got it all. So give me a, fi- a final prediction for the score of this game.
1: Ooh, <laughs> I might lose some followers here. Um, I know I have a couple people that follow the flyers that kind of keep an eye on my stuff, but uh, I don't see Philadelphia really doing well in this one. The Golden Knights are playing really well right now, the Golden Knights are moving their feet they're skating fast they're doing all the things that you know doesn't really play into Philly's strengths the Flyers have been doing a better job this season of skating and you know pressuring the puck and not really sitting back now that they're out of the hackstall era but the Golden Knights they just if they play the way they're supposed to which they have been of late they're just going to be too much so I could see the Golden Knights you know putting five or six on the Flyers especially since they're on a prolonged West Coast trip right now And uh, taking the game pretty handily.
0: Yeah. Like, I I want to argue with you, um, but it's kind of hard to see the Flyers turning this road trip around against arguably the best team that they're going to play on the road trip. Um, So I'm going to say – I'm going to try to be slightly positive and say – 2-1 Two one Knights, which I think will be a respectable loss. Well, At least Carter that, Hart should be in that tonight, right? It it should be Carter Hart, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I actually, mean, I I'm just seeing on Twitter now, confirmed, yeah, Carter Hart's gonna yeah, start.
1: Yeah, so he and Flurry can really have a goalie duel. I wouldn't be surprised by that, but yeah, it would be fun to watch. Yeah, and the Golden Knights defense, they have been, you know, they have been susceptible to the mental lapse and you know, random breakaways or two-on-ones the other way. So, you know, anything can happen. The Flyers have that kind of talent they can
0: score. So it could be interesting. It could be, yeah, for sure. I mean, under ideal circumstances, if both of these teams were playing exactly as they should be, obviously Vegas is still the better team. Like, I'm not going to pretend that the Flyers are as good as the Golden well, the Knights Flyers on paper. don't lose in Vegas. They don't, but... I just don't know, man. I just they've just been playing so bad on this trip that it's just I can't muster any optimism about this game. I feel (laughs) like if the if the Flyers were playing as well as they possibly could, I think that they could hang very well with the Golden Knights. Um, But the way that they've been playing, I'm not sure that they're going to. They could. So you never know. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not sure that they're going to. So so it goes with the Flyers and the post Christmas West Coast swing. That always sucks for us, but yeah. All right, that's all I got. This is a 10 p.m. game for us back in Philly, which is terrible on a Thursday night. Um, 7 p.m. for you guys, I'm imagining, right? Is that right? Yeah, Three hours? N- yeah nice prime time
1: TV for us.
0: Yeah, home games are the best, but what can you do? So everyone enjoy the game. Jeff, thank you very much for hanging out with us. If you want to learn a little bit about the Golden Knights, head on over to Hockey Buzz. Jeff covers them for that website. You can find out lots of info there. Um, Jeff, thanks a lot. Anything else to add?
1: Oh, that's it. I'm um, just looking forward to the game. It should, it should be better than I'm anticipating. You know, if both teams play the game, like you said, but I, hope I so. guess I hope we'll
0: see. Yeah, I hope we're both wrong. And this is like a super fun, like six to four Flyers win or something crazy like that. But well, I don't know about. the first two years they came out here. I'm wrong every single time I predict a game, so it's totally fine. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Thank you. Go flyers.